0: How bad is the PlayStation Store? Is a new Silent Hill game on the way? And just how many new studios popped up this week? This and more this week on 8-Bits for the week of July 2nd, 2021. Welcome to 8-Bits, a weekly podcast giving you 8-Bits of video game news and a quick way to get you on with your day. I'm your host, Frankie Godoy. Now, let's get started. The team at PlayStation has been opening up their wallets again, further expanding the PlayStation Studio's brand. First, Housemark, developer of such hits as Super Stardust, Resogun, and most recently Returnal, will become a first-party studio. The purchase follows years of developing games almost exclusively for PlayStation systems, as well as the commercial success of Returnal earlier this year. PlayStation's second purchase this week is of Dutch porting house Nixes, known for their PC ports of Crystal Dynamics and other Western Square published games for nearly 25 years. The porting house purchase comes after the PlayStation Fiscal Year 21 report outlined further interest in bringing PlayStation games to the PC market, including Uncharted 4 and Ghost of Tsushima, though neither has been confirmed by the publisher. The upcoming Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut for PlayStation 5, also announced this week, could be a better fit for launching on PC later this year. Curiously, with the announcement of Housemark being acquired, the official PlayStation Japan Twitter account tweeted out an image in celebration with the Housemark logo and the logo of another developer, Bluepoint Games, known for their remakes of Shadow of the Colossus and most recently Demon's Souls. No news has been made either confirming or denying the acquisition of the studio, but the image was quickly deleted. In other PlayStation news this week, the PlayStation Store is no happy home for indie developers. A damning thread by indie publisher Ian Garner outlined some of the troubles of publishing on Platform X, which has since been revealed to be PlayStation. Some of the difficulties include navigating archaic tools on the back end, many hoops to jump through with regards to advertising a title, and ultimately a hefty fee of $25,000 to ensure visibility on the PlayStation Store. The fee is just a start, as advertising fees on other platforms to ensure visibility can inflate into the hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars. Following the Twitter thread, outlets began investigating the claims with other indie developers and publishers airing their grievances with platform storefronts. A trend from the multiple stories arose that PlayStation is the worst storefront to publish on, not just from a support standpoint, but also monetarily. Matthew White, CEO of Whitethorn Games, posted a sales pie chart on Twitter in response to Garner's thread. Highlighting that less than 3% of sales come from PlayStation, while over half come from sales on the Nintendo eShop, or as labeled on his pie chart, Plumber Without a Wrench. The various stories also outline faults with other storefronts, such as the lack of discoverability on Steam, but most are quickly followed up with examples of how the process is still worse on the PlayStation Store. Two different stories, one from John Walker at Kotaku and the other from Rebecca Valentine at IGN, go into much more detail with many statements from developers, and I recommend reading both. Xbox Game Streaming has launched for all, or at least Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. xCloud has previously been available on Android before launching in beta on browsers, but has now launched in full on browsers and iOS. Playing on a computer requires your browser to be Chromium-based. Some popular Chromium-based browsers are Google Chrome and Microsoft Edge. The iOS version is also a web app following the purging of game streaming applications in 2020 including xCloud competitors Google Stadia and NVIDIA GeForce Now. Microsoft also announced that the server upgrades mentioned at E3 2021 are now complete, meaning streaming gameplay is simulating that of playing on an Xbox Series X and could allow for even higher fidelity in the future, beyond the current cap of 1080p and 60 frames per second. Per some my own testing, xCloud has some of the lowest input latency of any of the major streaming services, and some titles, such as Slate Aspire and Carto, are very playable. I would still recommend skipping on any game that requires fast response times, such as Celeste, due to input latency. Polish developer Bluebird Team has entered into a strategic partnership with Konami. Per an announcement on the Bluebird Team website, the post describes that the two teams will share information, technology, and work together on upcoming projects. When it comes to horror, Konami is most well known for the prolific Silent Hill series, with the most recent entry, Silent Hills, being canceled following conflict with project director Hideo Kojima. Bloober Team is most well known for their horror games, starting with Layers of Fear in 2016, and most recently, The Medium, a game that plays like an homage to late 90s horror classics such as Resident Evil or the aforementioned Silent Hill. No project announcement was made alongside the partnership post. And now for a message from our sponsor. Humble Bundle is moving forward with limiting donations to charity. As reported here earlier this year, Humble Bundle was testing UI changes for selecting what portion of a sale would go to charity, hiding the new cap of funds to charity behind the change. Per the blog post, quote, While splits on each bundle will vary, on average there will be a minimum for Humble Bundle between 15 to 30%. This change comes after 10 years of having the option to lower Humble's percentage to zero. The blog continues explaining the reason for the change, claiming they need to make more money in order to survive in the changing market. Quote, the PC storefront landscape has changed significantly since we first launched bundles in 2010 and have to continue to evolve with it to stay on mission. The change to sliders lets us continue to invest in more exciting content so we can keep growing the Humble community, which will ultimately drive more donations for charitable causes. In an email to Kotaku, Humble Bundle boss Alan Patmore says, Operational costs, such as the cost of acquiring content, has risen dramatically. The revenue split change also comes when other storefronts, such as the Epic Game Store, have started dropping the store split from the historical average of 30% to 12%. Humble's minimum take of 15% is still higher than these other storefronts, The percentage take is smaller than during testing, as the portion being sent to charity was capped at 15%. These changes to the Humble Bundle storefront are set to launch sometime in mid-July. Four members of the FaZe Clan face repercussions after taking part in a pump-and-dump scheme involving cryptocurrency. Members of the group, including FaZe Jarvis and FaZe K, have been advertising the altcoin Save the Kids The cryptocurrency on the Binance Smart Chain focused on raising funds for feeding African children prior to the coin's launch on June 5th. The website with more information on the coin has since been taken down as of writing. The coin launched at a value of about 1.5 cents USD before quickly plummeting within a 24-hour period, losing nearly 90% of its market value. As of writing, the coin is currently sitting at just over one-tenth of a cent USD. The members of FaZe Clan all deleted their tweets featuring advertising and links to the coin following its launch. Following the backlash regarding the coin, FaZe K tweeted an apology to fans that lost money, including, quote, I didn't vet any of this with my team at FaZe, and now I know I should have. Per a post on the primary FaZe Clan Twitter, K has been removed from the group, and the three others who peddled the altcoin, FaZe Jarvis, Nikon, and Tico, have been suspended. The post also added, quote, FaZe Clan had absolutely no involvement with our member activity in the cryptocurrency space and we strongly condemn their recent behavior. YouTuber Some Ordinary Gamers has a phenomenal video thoroughly covering the story and I recommend giving his video a watch. Remedy Entertainment is making new games in the controlled universe. In an announcement with publisher 505 Games, a new game codenamed Project Condor is said to be a multiplayer spin-off of Control coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox, and PC. The game is described as a four-player, cooperative, player-versus-environment game. Franchise director Mikhail Kasurinen added that it will be a long time before anything is ready to show to the public, but is excited to create a multiplayer game after years of making single-player games at the studio. There is one more game coming in the control universe as well kasurinen also said in the statement quote as today's announcement stated we have outlined high level collaboration terms to further expand the control franchise with a bigger budget control game i unfortunately cannot go into more detail than that but suffice to say i'm extremely excited for the future of the control franchise finally this week new game studios are on the way first Former General Manager of Bioware Casey Hudson announced the new studio, Humanoid Games. The new studio will be based in British Columbia and Alberta, Canada. The team is currently hiring various senior-level positions, including a Director of Operations at the studio. Next, the new studio, Uncapped Games, is being led by former Blizzard veterans David Kim and Jason Hughes. Both have credits on such games as Diablo 3 and StarCraft II Legacy of the Void. Uncapped Games is working in partnership with Tencent Games to develop a new PC RTS. Uncapped Games joins the ever-growing list of studios founded by Blizzard Alum developing PC RTS games. Finally, co-founder of Rockstar Games Dan Hauser has seemingly started a new company. The Cheshire-based studio Absurd Ventures and Games has been registered in the UK as of June 23rd, with Hauser listed as the director. The business is classified as a ready-made interactive leisure and entertainment software development company. Going to AbsurdVenturesInGames.com redirects to AbsurdVentures.com, though the pages as of writing completely blank and contains no hints as to the nature of the site in the HTML source code. And that's it for this episode of 8-Bits. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, be sure to subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. I'd really appreciate it. You can also feel free and follow the official page for this show on Twitter at 8BitsGG, that is at 8-B-I-T-S-G-G. Or you can also follow me personally on Twitter at Frankie Godoy, that is at F-R-A-N-K-I-E-G-O-D-O-Y. But otherwise, that's it. So, once again, thank you for listening, and have a good rest of your week.